This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The BHP podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors. Learn more at vanguardworld.us. Hello, welcome to the bowhunterplanet.com podcast, powered by Vanguard. And uh, today it's myself, Dave Thomas, along with Brian Bauer and Jamie Nopum. And uh, we got a couple stories we're going to go through. We're in hunt camp now, so we thought it'd be fun to go through this year so far. And Brian's going to tell his story of what's happened for him so far this year. <laughs> Which includes a couple, well, a miss and, and also a, a, a nice buck taken down. So, Bauer, let's let's hear it, baby. Yeah, well, the season started um, in the off season. I have wanted to put a a real emphasis on trying to put a lot more work into the the land. So I, you know, we rented a brush hog and made trails and put a lot of work into this area. And um, so I've been I had our trail cams out for a couple months and kept getting this one particular buck that we named them claws now because the the front uh front uh-huh. antler looks like looks like a, um claw. You know, looks like a claw so <laughs> um so you know, opening morning came i had a four point and then a small doe come in and then um we went back in the end you know in the midday and regrouped and looked at the trail camp picks and just noticed that he was uh coming at both areas you know the back spot and in the front spot where i was at around 7.15, you know, so um, just thought we really had a good chance of seeing them, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, got got there, sitting there waiting, and I think it was like 6.30, you, you hollered, you know, or you text messaged me saying, uh, hey, deer on the move, you know, deer on the move, and next, you know, I had a, a doe come in, and uh, didn't get a chance to take a shot, but uh, about another 40 minutes later at 7.15, claws came in, you know, so he came down this one area, and instead of coming straight like I thought, like like the doe did, he ended up turning right, and he was about 40 yards away. So I put it on, I uh, let it fly, and I was short. So um, it's just hunting sometimes, right? You know, I think I just, um, thinking back now, you know, I, I don't think I followed through properly like I should have. You know, you shoot, and you kind of try to look right away, and I think I... Instead of holding the bow up like I was supposed to, that might have affected it, you know, or made it short. But that's hunting, though, you know. I think it's embarrassing to say, but I think the truth is you put the wrong on the rest. I wasn't going to sell that part of the <laughs> I, I'm talking about the follow through. we got to tell the truth. I'm talking about the follow through. probably haven't. So for some reason. You know what's weird, though? It's, I, I sighted in the same way, though, with the arrow. I sighted in, and I was shooting 40s. So, Brian, for those who are listening on that podcast brian had a octane rest hostage is the wrong way and his veins were hitting the whiskers so when he was shooting with jamie and i at opening weekend i believe it was here at at the uh, airport 
We're like, dude, you know you're supposed to like put those veins opposite of the whiskers so they don't touch them. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe there was a little drag on that there, might have dragged him just enough to miss that buck. But I, I don't because once he same, fixed but... that, he was dead nuts. Remember, you're like smoking yeah, the pies at 50 yards. I just, I still was sighting in the same way I had there. Well, I don't know. It was wrong, I guess. So I missed. The deer took off, and nice then deer uh, too. real nice deer. And uh, so I just, you know, regrouped and and went back another time, you know. It was a couple weeks later, and I um, I was sitting sitting in a new spot. My daughter and I put a new setup in the back. We were actually able to get on the other side of the field that we always wanted to. Cause... Well, before we tell the story, let's let's cut into that real quick to, so I can drop in mine. Because in that process, so Brian misses that deer during that weekend. Oh, excuse me. During... <laughs> During that weekend, I'm hunting with him in the back stand, which is a ground blind. The ground blind has this clause on it too, and uh, the camera. And I keep hearing deer behind me, and they keep blowing at me. And, I, and I'm not used to getting blown at. I mean, I'm doing all the best of the stuff. I'm using scent lock. I'm using dead downwind. I'm, I'm really paying attention to my scent going in. But they're still getting me, and I don't know why, and I can't figure it out with this ground blind. So I tell Brian that, you know, we have to get a setup somewhere around here in the air because it's not working. This ground blind's a waste of time. When you leave it there, don't touch it, but then throw a tree stand up behind us in the poplar somewhere. And it's hard to do because it's a very small tree area. Um, so that's kind of how that happened. Then, then you hunted multiple times after that in the front stand right. without seeing the deer, right? Right, without seeing anything, yeah. So then you decided when you were out there so, with right. your daughter that you were yep. throw up. So then one day I just decided, like one Saturday afternoon, you know, I'm just going to put a new setup over to the side that we talked about. So uh, years earlier, there was nothing big enough to be able to put a stand, but that's I found a, a pretty decent, yeah. yeah. Those trees I mean, have grown. They have grown. They've been there five years now, I think wow. it's been, so... Yeah, so I found a birch tree, and, and I was able to get get a setup. And so, which I thought was cool that you did that was really smart, is that when he hunted, um, so then he asked me to come hunting. So I, I asked my wife, I'm like, you think I can go? It was like a Monday night or something? Sunday night? Sunday night. And uh, we went, I think it was Sunday night, right? Did I got it? Yeah, it was, the, Monday. You shot it was Monday, but but I seen him that Friday. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, you finished out before. Right. When you get to the shot part, let me come okay. back to me. So, <laughs> so I was pretty excited to, to be able to hunt that new spot uh, that we put up. And uh, so I just had a feeling that I was going to see something. And um, I, I had it, I had the set, you know, pointing to the left, everywhere where I thought the deer was going to be coming from. And it was a Friday, and I remember it was, uh, it was supposed to rain. So I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't been out in about a week and a half. I still want to go. So I sat in the first couple hours. It was perfect. Weather was great. And all of a sudden, like, it just started getting windier and started raining. I'm starting to really get frustrated. I'm like, you know, if a deer comes in, I really don't know if I want to shoot because, you know, the blood trail. And I just, you know, I, I just told myself, you know, I think I'm going to get down. You know, it's just about to get dark, but not probably had another 40 minutes and, Wind's swirling all over the place. And I'm like, there's no deer going to be moving in this. All of a sudden, man, I, I look to my left. I don't see nothing. I look to my right, and there he is standing right there, 40 yards, a 10-point, just standing, looking right at me. And I don't know, I must have moved because I didn't, you know, I, I thought I looked right first, then left, then back, but I, I just, you couldn't hear nothing. I mean, it was all wind and storm and trees going everywhere and, I just, he had me. I don't know how, but, I mean, I feel kind of, now looking at it now, I think 
more wide open, but there's a lot of background cover, a lot of background trees. But I just, I don't know. He, uh, and the way that I was positioned, I was positioned to the left, that you wouldn't be able to turn and get a shot anyways in that direction unless you see him coming. So he ended up just turning and took off. And about another 10 minutes later, a doe came in, same area. And this time I already kind of turned my body. But she was real hesitant, you know, just real skittish. Uh, she probably got within 25 yards. And I was just about to kind of try to take a shot. And she just heard something. She took off running. So that was that hunt. And then I I remember, okay, I, I got to get back out there. So I asked you, I believe it was a Monday. It was actually... Uh, October 30th. 30th. You're right. Yep. Monday. It was the day before your birthday. Yeah, it was October 30th. <laughs> yeah. And I asked you if you were able to make it out. And I remember you saying, well, I might be a little bit running behind. But I'm like, that's fine. Just hunt. This is f- a local spot. So it's urban. Yeah. And it allows us to leave from work to actually get there. And I didn't know if I'd get there. At, you know, and this is before the time change in Michigan. So the right. day, oh, yeah. savings time. So I left work around 3.30. And I think I got I ended up getting there at 4.30. Which was faster than I thought I'd get Right, there. yeah, you and made I was decent in standby time. at 4.45. Right. Where you were in standby at like 4.30 or 4 o'clock. Yeah, I was about 4, 4.10 or something. I was walking out, yeah. So, uh, I guess at this point, I'll, I'll go to my story on this. But So, I am in. I get to the stand. Uh, I'm in the front stand, so there's multiple stands here. So, the new one's the one he added. The front stand's where he missed claws earlier in the year. So, we know that there's some decent bucks in the front stand, too. So, I'm sitting there. And I, I got in there at 4.45. At 5.30, I get a call. <laughs> it says, I shot him. Right. I, Dave, I shot him. And I'm like, what? And he goes, like, I shot shot. What should I do? Should I get down? I'm like, no, just chill. You know, you got two tags. Just recock your crossbow and da-da-da. You know, get ready to go. So I'm thinking, like, wow, I can't, you know, I can't believe that happened so fast. It was, like, so right. daylight. Right, like 5.20, like not, even, yeah. not even dark yeah. yet, even close to dark. So we're sitting there, and I look over, and I see this little four-point come out. And, you know, nothing really happens. So finally, um, it gets dark, and I get down, and I and, and Brian texts says, "Come, come, come to me." So I drop a couple pieces of gear off, and then I head in there. But it's, at this point, it's raining, and well, right, he's but, like, "We gotta well, hurry up." Well, I mean, let me go back to the shot real quick because well, that's a good point. You know, right? <laughs> I forgot you so, didn't talk about this. So shot. I'm sitting there, you know, and uh, <laughs> and in the way that I was positioned last time on that Friday is. Uh, you know how you, you sometimes some stands will have like a, um, like a, a string that comes down or a, a cable on each side to hold the the platform. So what I ended up doing was taking my right leg and I flipped it on the other side of the cable and I turned my whole body the way that he came from. And I'm just like, you know what? If he comes out this way, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking this way, and if deer come to the left, I can see them early enough to where I can turn. You know. And it was like 5.15, 5.20, and I just so happened to get lucky and look up, and I, in the high grass, it looked like antlers. I'm like, no, that's no way a deer, you know? And next thing you know, I see him getting closer and closer, and I see the face, and here he comes. I'm like, so I started up my uh, my camera. I picked up my, you know, I, I was using a crossbow because of the yardages. You know, I, I knew it was going to be a tough shot, and so I brought the crossbow this time. And I, uh, I knew where 40 yards was where he was last time. So this time he was actually at 50. And by the time he came in, though, I already had my scope on him as he was walking in. It was already set. He turned 
turned broadside and looked right at me again. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, man, am I like that wide open or what's going on? And I did the, you know, the, the yardages real quick. And I had it right on him. And I did it one more time, the check, just to make sure that I was losing the right pin. And I had it set at 50. And I let it fly. And, and I heard the impact. And he just turned around and took off. So that's what I, right away, I'm like, oh man, you just got in the stand. I didn't want to ruin your hunt. Say, hey, come on, let's go right now. You know what I mean? I wanted you to be able to have a chance. But then, so, you know, what you did tell me though, you're like, just get down and see if you see blood. You know, and that's what I did. I got down. I didn't see blood or couldn't find the bolt right away. So I just skipped that whole area because it was high grass. And I went to where I saw them go in. And I just found like a trail that I knew they would probably take and there there you go I found pretty good blood so I put a bolt down and I just went back and jumped right back in the stand and that's when we just kind of waited you know I actually had a couple does come in uh, later too and I, I could have nailed the one doe but I which direction did they come from uh, they came from from the left they're actually right where they're supposed to come from right yeah he was so coming opposite he can't he had coming opposite this thing seems to be pretty hot. Yeah. That area's hot. I think hotter than you ever knew because you never actually sat right. over there. We always wanted to. We always to, knew, and, and Ron always told us over years, yeah, you got to get back spot. there. But, Which uh, means it could be hot again with a new bug. Yeah. So, I mean, like I called you, and all of a sudden, like it's 7 o'clock, and it's starting to rain. dude. It's starting to rain, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, we got good I, blood. I was walking. I just remember walking to you, and it was wind and rain, and I, I had my headlamp on. And I'm walking, and it's just the eeriest feeling because the wind was just blowing the rain across my... And all I saw was this rain just coming down sideways across in front of me. And I'm like, I have to cross a bridge. It's, you know, like a little water bridge for a little a river, actually. And so I'm crossing the bridge going, this is, like, kind of creepy, you know. And then I get back there. Finally, it took me a little bit, and I get back there, and I see Brian going, come on, we got to go, we got to go. It's pouring, you know, the blood's going to get washed away. So here we are in a frantic mode of trying to just oh, this, blood trail, this is not right. a normal blood trail following. We're like going way right. ahead of it and looking and trying to we right. find a little drop, we're moving quick. I mean we move But what's fast. weird though, honestly, is like it stopped. Like we have to it stopped really quick and it didn't rain anymore the whole rest of the night, you know? But um but yeah, like you said, we were just kind of jumping ahead. We're not really being as methodical as we we were supposed to, just because we knew the rain you know, and it looked like it was a pretty good blood trail. But from where the the woods was, so from where the edge of the woods to where we found the deer, because, you know, I kept going and going, and I couldn't find blood, and I just looked up, and there he was laying. That was probably 30 yards, so he he all. probably went a total of 40 yards. Yeah, and, he didn't make it. Yeah, and I didn't, it was funny, because at first I thought the, the impact was that, was where the arrow or the bolt exited. You know, but then watching on the video and watching the way the deer turned, then that side was the one that I, I hit. 
So I'm like, oh man, you know, and um, yeah, it was it was a hard shot, and I'm not gonna. I mean, it was, there was some luck into it. Bam! Because I didn't mm-hmm. aim at that one. I was done, spot. You know, I aimed in the middle, and I had a 50 yard. So, but yeah, it was. He didn't go far at all. I'm, I'm real happy about it. Yeah, it was a really nice deer. It was Biggest. funny because we go we had Brian's GoPro on and it ended up failing for that part of it. We did well, get the hit. we got the hit, but then we had really good Which recovery. Stinks, though, and because I would love to have shown the recovery because right. it was raining and like, I don't it understand. Was, it was all happened. wet and like the handlers when we found it, the video from that was awesome because like I was thinking like this is awesome. This GoPro is picking up all this stuff you don't normally get to see because it's raining and right. you know. Um, so then we hauled it out and we got it to the front and then we, what we do is normally is we'll, you know, we'll take pictures with the deer and stuff and actually I'll cut you a piece of that audio because I have some of that, uh, if you gut in the deer. <laughs> yeah. So that's, fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't do them and I didn't get, haven't gotten a deer in, I think it's a couple of years. So, you know, so you need, you know, right when you get back into it, you're not like, you know, that was my first one of the year and I, I do pretty decent. It's just, I, I, I have some kind of block when it comes down to the. The lower part, you know, because everyone, you got to make sure you don't hit the urine sack and you don't want to get yeah. in the meat. It's so tricky I, down there. I get, I kind of like, I sort of think I know what, you know, what people say you should do. And you watch the videos <laughs> and you just fly right through it. You the know? funny part is by the end of that, you hit the stomach, you hit the pee pack, you hit the, at the no, end, by the end, just by the end. You didn't hit it at first right. at all. It was just somehow you accidentally hit it on the way out when you're yeah, pouring. I don't know what was going on. Because then also I'm like, oh, that was bad. It was like green. Oh, it was bad. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. I was real proud of you on that hunt because number one, when I first saw you, you're wearing vertigo, and I was like, that was the smartest thing you could have ever done is wear white vertigo in a birch tree because it's so hard to see that, you know. And then the crossbow, I was like, that was so smart because you knew, and then you shifted your whole body to that side because you right. knew that he came that way one time. And Maybe he'll do it again, and, and he did it again. And if I wouldn't have, to be honest with that, I, you were I, would, ready to rock. I would have got caught again. I never he had would no have chance, man. You, you, you were already on him. Yeah. You had the right camo, the right spot, and you were and you were aimed right, right there with the crossbow, which right. is perfect weapon for that because you couldn't move. He's looking right to you. Right, yeah, he stopped so, right at me. Yeah, it was fun. That it was, was really cool, cool, man. That was a beautiful 10-point. Right. I mean, he wasn't huge, but he was big. And That's I, what was did cool. Did you measure him yet? You know, I haven't. So once I get him back, and then I'll, I'm going to have someone that I would knows guess, what they're doing. I would guess he's 100 class to 110. But he has a lot of horns. He, he yeah. has a lot. It's just they're not tall. They're like right. six-inch horns, I'd say. Beautiful deer, though. Symmetrical. And, well, yeah. I forget you took him in. No, and he's, he's uh, got some, what do you guys call it, pollination or something like that? Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. It's a little thicker in some areas. Yeah, so. I remember that. That's, that's cool. I like that. That's, that's cool. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. So... What's your thoughts on this? You didn't say anything over there. Nice. <laughs> you just going to giggle? Brian, I was you just going to giggle? Yeah, we're we're yeah, tired a little bit. Brian tell a story. I don't interrupt people. <laughs> yeah, we just we just got out of hunting all day today, and it's so cold out here. I'm, yeah. like, so drained. It's a rough one, people. Yeah. This one's been a rough one, but we'll get into that in the next episode. But there's right. a lot, lot to that. Um, but anyway, so... That was a great experience. I, I thought it, being there with you was great. So it's also, also fun when someone's there with you. You know, oh, it's yeah. one thing if you go out by yourself and oh, do it. Oh, for sure. But, you know, yeah, that, that's for sure. And it's, I mean, we haven't hunted together for it's been three, two, three weeks, and then all of a sudden that one day, oh, there you oh, go. There you it know? is. I see how so, it goes. I'll never forget cool. that um, with you when I was there a couple years back. And I shot that nice buck. Um, that was what Ron shot that other buck. I mean, those two years were awesome for me. Like just being with each of you guys, like doing that and getting a buck was so cool. Yeah, because that buck, 
the one that you share. I remember, I think I texted you something, right? Here he comes. Yeah, or, something's coming. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming. And all of a sudden, here he comes across that. He walked right across. Dude, it couldn't have been a better situation. So Brian lets me know that you're coming. I get ready. Just like you were ready to, when you shut your deer. You're, right, you're always looking that way. I start looking that way. And all of a sudden, there he is. He's like right there. And he looks at me, checks me off, and starts cutting right in front of me. And I'm just like, oh, no, you didn't. Right. Draw back. And I wait. And it's all in the 20-yard mark. I mean, he's in the 20-yard zone. He stops dead just to feel a little taste of something. I'm like, perfect timing. Right in my video camera and everything. I mean, it was... Right. I, was, I mean, he wasn't a huge buck by any means. He was probably an 85. But at that time, that was a beautiful deer oh, for me. Yeah. And I was happy with that. Especially in urban areas, man. People don't get it. Urban right. areas are totally different. You shoot a freaking four-point, you're happy. Because, you you know, they're hard to find. They're, deer in the cities... Well, and yeah, in this just, particular land, it's not going to hold the deer. You're just... You just a pass through. So some days you sit, you don't see anything, you know. Some days when it, you know you see a couple of deer, though, you know it's on and it's the hardest decision yeah. I think for you and anybody is do you or do you not shoot a doe. That's always the hard decision. Mm-hmm. Um, even here, I yeah, feel like no. that's always a hard. Now it's stupid to shoot a deer because you, you you know this big big deer out there. Um, and, well, I guess my question to you would be. After seeing what you saw today, and we'll again we'll talk about that next episode. But what what you saw today, how does that make you feel when you when you're hunting, right? And you shoot that ten point, but then you see that, and you're like, wow, is is that like? Yeah, it's just you know, and I, I guess I have a hard time with because everyone says, well, if I don't shoot it, then someone else is going to shoot it, right? Which is probably pretty accurate, you know. Or that deer that I shot for that area might have been the biggest deer. Which it probably isn't, but it, it could be a, a pretty medium size the the bigger deer in that area. Not every area is going to produce a one forty or one sixty or true. You know, Question so it's Michigan. so it's hard yeah. to say. Oh, I just pass on it in, in a couple of years. It's going to be this or be that. You know. Well, I think um, I was I was getting to the point that hunting back home and hunting here. What's the difference in your mindset? Like when you when you come into this as a hunter. As a person who goes to hunts urban areas who can shoot 100s, 110s, and that's all you're ever going to really see. Right. What's your mindset when you walk out there and you well, saw a 140 today? Well, like today I, I saw the 140, but then there was also two other bucks, right? And the one buck wasn't wasn't bad. I mean, it was decent. And back in the day, I mean, shoot, that'd be a really nice buck for us. But when you see it next but to But when I see one. it next to the other one, you know very well you're not shooting. A mature shoot, deer, yeah. Right, you know you're not shooting that deer. You know, and I think that's the point, right? It's like we we, we had the guy, um, we had uh, Lindsay on from QDM, yeah. QDMA, and we talked about that. You know, it's like you know, it basically it becomes and the biggest decision for uh, the viewer, the user here in this situation, you guys listening, and us, is it's on you, you know, to make that decision. It doesn't matter. You, you don't want to ever use the term in your mind that. Do I or do I not? Will someone else shoot him? You really can't worry about that. You really can't. It's all about you. Right. Like what you like Ron. Ron's a great example. You asked Ron the question, would he have shot your deer? And he said no. Because he shot deer that are bigger than that. So for him, that's not a, any sort of oh, goal. For me, yeah, that, that was a trophy. For 23, yeah. that was a whole different level for you because that's right. the biggest one yeah. that you had a chance at besides claws. Oh, plus with all the, all in the, the work, work I put in, all the time I've been pulling. There's lot, meaning so, to it. That's right. all I'm saying. But if it was yeah. a spike horn, you wouldn't have well, done that. Well, you know what? You my daughter shot. and I put that stand up together, and she's not into <clears> hunting. And, she, you know, she found a snake and was playing with that more than helping with the stand. Yeah, but it was... I don't know, it's more meaningful to me that it was cool that she was there with me to... But it was still a nice yeah. buck. I'm oh, just yeah. saying that at that location, 
the the bar was never set high because we never seen anything big except for the one you saw that one time a long right. time ago. But that was it. The bar has always been low there, and now it's kind of gotten bigger. We saw this yeah. claws. We saw this beautiful ten that you shot. Yeah, I mean, it's a different some, game now. Yeah, now been... you're in the one ten class. That's all I'm saying. It's right. like moves up a little bit. Whereas Ron, he started in the one hundred class and he moved up to like one hundred twenties for local the local right. spot. But here. It's really a 140 and up, realistically, because you can see them. They're out there. It's right. not like, yeah. you know, so why would you shoot a little one? Right, for That's sure. That's my point. It depends where you're at and you and what your your goals are, you know? Oh, yeah. What do you think? For sure. <laughs> That's it? No. That's all you got? <laughs> no. I, mean, I grew up, and I, when I hunted my whole life, there was no does. That was the rule. So I didn't get to shoot a whole lot of deer growing up. You know, it was basically eight outside the ear. But the problem was we had too many does. You know, my dad, old school mentality, the more deer you have, the, you know. I hope you're listening, Pops. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me because you see now we control the does around here and there's four bucks on a doe. Yeah, that was Chasing crazy. Chasing all over the place, not paying right. attention. So. Yeah, that was, that was well, a right. good example. You're right. That was you're a good right. example. Because, yeah, that big buck, he, he not only was worried about that doe, he was worried about the other bucks. So well, it distracted. 70 does sitting right. out there. Nobody cares. Right, exactly. Right. We'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> I don't get too much into that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, my point is growing up, for me, I hunted state land my whole life. So that was any deer I could possibly get yeah. was awesome. Mm-hmm. And Brian and I did it together. And I think we learned a lot from that. And you did well on state land, I thought. You killed right. two bucks at one time. But that was, that was hard. You go huh. some weekends and not see a one deer. Yeah. Or if you saw a deer that was like, oh my god! Yeah, even a doe. We, a spike, I hunted years matter. before I seen a buck. Like I, I hunted, high five six years before I seen a buck for the first time. <clears throat> and a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, Jim, he just actually shot a four point this past week, and I didn't, wasn't able to go because of a funeral. But they ended up getting a little four point. But to him, that's a trophy, man. He's never shot. You know what I mean? Like so. I'm all. You know, it's, uh, that's what I said to the QDMA guy. You know, I just said Lindsay. I said, what about people who? Don't shoot a lot of deer, you know, and go out there and they see a four-pointer spike and they just want to shoot a deer. He's like, well, that's fine. If that's all they want and that's what they're look, trying to get, no problem. You know, I mean, it's legal. As long as it's legal, you you know, there's no rule. Right. But the, the goal is it's on the person to decide what do I really want. Is it just do I want – am I only hunting for the meat? Because if you are, that's fine. That, that's You're right, right, you know. But are you hunting for the meat or are you hunting – for horn, and in this case, like today, we're hunting for horn. I mean, literally, I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, I've already shot a doe. I got meat. My son shot a doe. He's We got meat together. I got double I got to pick up on the way home. And, you know, we have enough meat. I don't necessarily need the meat. Now I'm hunting for a monster buck, which is a whole different kind of hunting. Now I'm, like, letting deer go by. I'm not really pushing the envelope, you know, on, on the bucks that are somewhat okay it's really a trophy or nothing, you know, claws right. or nothing. That's my point. Well, like today, I mean, you said you saw like an older buck, right? Seven or eight years old. Saw like a beautiful that. older buck. Yeah, let him walk. He just came in and walked out. You know, I mean, normally I would have shot him, but I was just thinking in my head like, there's a giant buck out here, and I don't want to. Do you get anything to risk not getting that chance at him, you know, or another one that comes by? You know, this area is prone for big deer. He's not the biggest one. He's not, and that's the that's one that you saw the pictures of what's been shot in that's this so region. That's so funny too, because honestly, I can't even imagine trying to pull back on something even bigger than that. Because I, 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 so it's got to be I've seen him a few weeks ago. It's, it's got to be 
it's got to be predatorial takeover in your mind. Like, you got to be a predator. You got to take over. It doesn't matter the horn. You see the horn. The first check is the horn. Is the horn big enough? Yes. Done. Right. Next step. It's a deer. Shoot it. Right. I mean, it's got to be a quick, quick type thing. Right. But um, anyway. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us on the podcast. We're going to let you go this time. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're Again, we're live from Hunt Camp. Uh, late season rut. That's where we're at. And um, hey, thanks for listening. Check yep, out BornPlant.com. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, Dave from the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. We're looking for cool hunting stories from you. We want to hear your story. If you have a cool story and you want to submit it for a chance to be featured on the podcast, send us an email at team at bowhunterplanet.com with your story. There's a good chance you could be invited onto the podcast. Hey, enjoying the hunt. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.